0: Before we start playback of this episode, I just wanted to let you know that there were some audio issues for the first minute or so. We had to cut that portion off, but Doug and Jonathan will address this after a couple minutes and we'll repeat the first question. Thanks for listening. Enjoy. Welcome to the CFC Jacks Midweek Podcast, where we discuss topics related to becoming a fully devoted, spirit empowered Christ follower. We hope that wherever you are today, you'll be encouraged by the truths discussed in this
1: podcast. So the question is, um, at that season of life, uh, how do I practice practically being available, Mm -hmm. right? Okay. I think what you see, and and so this hits for any season of life, quite frankly, is what you see in the life of Jesus is a... A deep commitment to begin his day with the, with the Father. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know this sounds kind of funny. We, we think of it as a, a quiet time or have your devotion. And, uh, that's just so vital that we hear from the Lord at the beginning of each day. And so, uh, we tend to think, wow, Jesus wouldn't, he's God, so he wouldn't need to do that. But uh, a proper understanding of Jesus, and this really made a difference in my life, because I always had this disclaimer that, well, Jesus did what he did because, well, he was Jesus. And it was like, he lived in a different category, But Philippians 2 is pretty clear that he laid aside all his rights and privileges as God. He took on human flesh. He emptied himself, and he lived as man, as God intended man to really live, and that in complete dependence and obedience to the Lord. And so part of his practice, this is getting to the issue, part of his practice was to spend significant alone time with the Father. And so to that season of life, to my season of life, whatever season of life you're in, nothing replaces personal time with the Lord. It is um, ultimately, I think, the deepest transformational times in our life. I was with a guy on Friday who has been in church for decades And he acknowledged that the real change in his life came about two years ago after decades of being in church, that the real change in his life became when he started each morning spending his time getting up about 530 in the morning Mm -hmm. and opening in his Bible and reading his Bible. And, And that's the story of so many folks that they've been in church, they go to church, they hear a sermon, but the transformation really doesn't happen on a heart level, on a deep level, until they start time in the Word. So being available means start by saying, Lord, this is the day that you have created. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. I'm going to be available to whatever you have for me today. So I'm going to listen to the Lord in um, by being in the Word. As you're in the Word, learn to practice a time of listening. In other words, not only saying, "Lord, speak to me through the wit- written word," but now speak to me by the living word, by Your Spirit. After I've written, I've read the written word to take some quiet moments. Oftentimes, our, our quiet time practice is: I mean, read my Bible, say my prayers, and go. Mm-hmm. And I only got like 15 minutes, yeah. so I got a lot to cram in. So no listening. Minutes. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, and so we are listening as we read, but we don't take those quiet moments hmm. to say, Lord, what are you saying to me personally through your word? Now, sometimes it just, a particular verse speaks to our heart, encourages us, challenges us. Other times, it's some quiet time of listening. You know, Jonathan, because we pray together as a staff on a consistent basis, how many times... Uh, the Lord speaks to us individually as we're quiet, praying, and I'll often start our prayer time, Lord, direct us in our prayer that Mm -hmm. we would pray as one. The Spirit of God lives in us. And so when I'm praying, I'm not only just talking to God, but I'm seeing what the Lord puts on my heart, uh, seeing how the Lord uh, leads me in that time. So uh, that is a major part of simply being available. Mm-hmm. Some things seem obvious to us, and so we don't think we need to pursue the Lord. Uh, but the classic example in, in the life of Jesus is a busy night of ministry, up late, uh, and they go to bed, mm-hmm. and the disciples are yeah. are sleeping in because it was a busy night of ministry, and they wake up and they think, hey, there's still people here. Jesus got up early while it was still dark, went and had time with the Father, and he comes back with a different plan. Mm-hmm. And his different plan is not to stay, but to go to other towns and villages and to continue to preach the gospel. And so there is a not only the time the time alone with the Lord, it's the, the time listening to him. We we know, and now let me transition. I know this is a long answer, but that's a that's a big question of how do I be available. You know what the Lord's will is for. For you, at, in terms of the positive, we we know the negative. If you will uh, don't lie, don't steal, don't murder, don't lust, mm-hmm. uh, don't commit adultery, don't engage in sexual immorality, don't look at pornography, and you know, we know the the don'ts as far as the. Will of God, but we also know the the dues as a part of yeah. the will of God. So, uh, what is to care for widows and orphans, to speak boldly the the gospel, to help people,
0: provide for our family, yes, to yeah. provide.
1: So, uh, being available uh, is about saying, Lord, I know that you want me to do those things. I want to be attentive to. Your spirit, almost kind of the idea of, I'm on call all day for whatever you have for me. I I think that is a crucial part of, Lorna, I'm on call for whatever you have for me. And then saying... Where are the hungry, just like we used the example in Matthew 14, where are the hungry that the Lord would want me to feed? And and it doesn't have to be a sermon. That might be a a smile. That might be a kind word of encouragement. Mm. That might be a text that simply goes, hey, Lord, put you on my mind. Uh, I was thinking about you. It's being available to be the Lord's instrument in in those ways.
0: That's good. So I think we lost audio for just a little bit, but I, I, you. Repeat, oh really? Yeah, but I think you, you repeated the question. So how do I be available? And in other words, it's time with the Father, not just reading His Word, but but listening to okay. Him. And out of that flows a clarifying how I I to be available? Do we have audio now? Yes, we do. Yes, okay. it says fixed. So that's good. Good. Yeah. So, but no, you. Were, so I have no idea what I. What yeah. You hopefully, heard what you I just you said. got that. Sorry. Um, so the question was how do i be available must have been we? a bad answer no no, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right shut him down uh next question uh is no fruit a sign that i'm working in a path not of the good works that the lord has prepared for me or am i called to trust that i should be patient and he will work in me soon hmm
1: Uh, Is no fruit a sign that I'm working in a place I shouldn't be? Um, Well, I don't know. Well, first of all, for those who go, what do you mean fruit? Well, I think the fruit, as it relates to John 15, where we're talking in the upper room in the message, Jesus said uh, that were to abide in Him as He abides in us, that we would bear much fruit. And I think fruit qualifies as when we reflect the character of God, the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Uh, and when we share in the work of God, when the lost are born again, oh, when those who are an infant infants in Christ grow up in maturity, when those who are disciples become multipliers, I think that's fruit as well. So the question is, what if I'm serving and I'm not bearing fruit? Well, uh, if by fruit you mean you don't see people being saved or the new believer maturing, Mm -hmm. uh, that's one thing. First of all, don't lose sight of the fact that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, the ones I just... Galatians chapter 5. So, if... If that's not being, that is the fruit of the Spirit, and if that's not being born in your life, that's not because you're serving in a wrong area. Uh, That's a work of God that needs to happen in your own personal Hmm. life of you yielding to Him and putting to death the desires of the flesh. So, there will always be fruit, the fruit of the Spirit in my life, regardless of where I serve, when I understand it's the, the life of the character of God being manifested in my life. So, I'm cla- I guess the question is but nobody's being born again. Uh the I'm not seeing fruit. Um, well, but fruit meaning what? I'm not seeing life's changed. Right.
0: Yeah, and we don't know what they mean and they yeah, what they mean by fruit. I'm not sure.
1: Well, again, I think there's a two. Fruit is either character or work. If you're not seeing fruit of the Spirit, the character of God in your life, that's a submission issue and a learning right. to put to death yourself. If you're not seeing other people's lives changed through you, my thoughts are, number one, that that level of um, fruit is the Lord's responsibility. Hmm. First uh, Corinthians chapter, I know I should know this. Why am I going blank on this? First Corinthians yeah. chapter three, Paul says, Paul and Apollos, we're just servants. Oh, yeah. We water mm-hmm. and we plant seed, but it's God it's who good. causes it's the good. growth. It's good. So the growth is from dead and sin to alive or alive and maturing. So that's the Lord's work. Your." uh Your fruit is your obedience in planting and watering. It's the Lord who chooses to give the increase, all right? So, uh, make sure you don't start to take responsibility for what God is responsible for. I do think, that said, I do think that there are gifts that God has given people so that they will uh, be more fruitful in terms of life's changed. Uh, A person should learn, First Peter 4, to understand the gift that God has given and then employ that in serving one another so that their other people are ministered to. So I could, um, let's use a stupid example. I could serve in the sound room.
0: That would be interesting.
1: <laughs> but I don't think people would be encouraged because... I don't, people go, Oh, did you hear? Did you hear the guitar? I was like, No, no, I can't like hear. I mean, yeah, I heard a guitar. I guess, uh, did you hear the piano? Mm, I just kind of hear the sound. I don't hear specific instruments and I'll oh, turn that up, turn that down. Mm. I'd be a terrible. So I, I wouldn't be a fruitful sound person in terms of people wouldn't be ministered to by the music because I was mixing it. So, uh, I don't think that's a gift. That I have. I think that's a gift that Ben has. Ben Salzman, our AVI, and so he can do that really well. He doesn't want to be on stage teaching. And I don't necessarily want to be on stage teaching because I don't like to be on stage, but I do believe that God's given me a gift of teaching. So uh, I think some of the fruitfulness is learning to serve in our area of gifting. I'm not in the sound room uh, and Ben's not on the stage teaching. And you don't have to be on the stage to teach. He's not teaching, if you Mm -hmm. will. So uh, I think we are more fruitful when, in terms of a life's change when we serve in areas where God has supernaturally gifted us. Some people are more gifted in—all of us have responsibility for evangelism. God has gifted some people in evangelism, so they're more fruitful when they share the gospel. It seems like more people come to Christ, obviously, Classic example Billy Graham mm-hmm. was an available man, not a great man. It was God made him to be a fruitful. Evangelist, So it would have been a shame if Billy Graham would have said, no, I'd like to run the sound for the crusade as opposed to be the speaker for the crusade. So I want us to be, to understand we should serve in the area that God has gifted us because he's gifted us in order to be fruitful in terms of his instruments and other people being multiplied. So ask yourself, uh, how has God gifted you? If you don't know, start serving in different areas and you'll find, actually, I think, where he has gifted you because you'll find, oh, I'm good at that or I'm not any good at that. Mm-hmm. And I've had lots of areas where I have tried and I'm like, yeah, I'm not any good at that. I, I, I don't have that many gifts. I should just use the ones that I have. <laughs> Some right. people have a lot of gifts. Right. I don't have many gifts. Yeah. No, I think this is super helpful for this person to see that,
0: to to first figure out, okay, where am I gifted to serve, but then I like how you took it all the way back to really the answer to the first question is to see, is first, is the character of God being produced in my life? Sure. Which that connects with personal time with the Lord. And so yes. I thought that's very, very helpful for this person. Uh, all right, next question. Um, how do you discern adversity is, is not God saying we are on the wrong path or mm. not yet?
1: Mm. Yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, Because it is often a temptation to think adversity is the Lord's way of moving us toward a different path. I don't think I can have an answer that applies to all people in every situation. And I say that because, n- number one, I do think because we love our comfort, and I'd put myself in that category, so I'm not picking on anybody here, because we love our comfort, we tend to think, well, if something's hard, that must not be God's will. But I, I think that's a false assumption. Uh, I don't think Jesus determined that because something was hard, it wasn't the Father's will. John twelve twenty six twenty seven. 27, he says... Um, Father, my heart, he's considering the cross and he fa- says, Father, my heart is troubled. Uh, but for this hour, I've come. Father, glorify your name. So he sees the hard and remains convinced that, well, the hard is part of what the Lord has called me to do. So, um, I think if there is a sense of, and this is, but we also see Paul, life, see, in the life of Paul, we see one time where his life is threatened and they let him down in a basket out of the city uh, at night so he escapes. Another time he's gone, nope, uh, I have in my spirit that God has sent me uh, to be persecuted for the sake of the gospel and I'm not going to run from that. So how do you know whether I should be uh, taking acts to deliver myself or should I go, mm, No, nope, this is hardship the Lord has called me to do? That's what I mean by I can't give an exact answer for every person in every situation. Uh, I would caution against thinking that hard is always outside of the Lord's will. That's not true. Hard is not always outside of the Lord's will. Actually, hard, uh, James 1, consider it all joy, my brother, when you encounter various trials. So oftentimes the hard in our life are not our enemy, but it's God's, it's our ally. It's God working our lives for building good in our life. So I would uh, I would actually caution against thinking hard means I'm on the wrong, wrong path. path. Uh, maybe maybe that's true, but if you're doing what the Lord has called you to do and it's hard, unless he releases you from what he's called you to do, I would continue on. Okay. That'd be the principle.
0: I got time for maybe one more question here. Okay.
1: Depends what what the question is. Okay.
0: (laughs) Uh, Great question here about a specific verse that you mentioned, one of those four verses of greater truth. What would you say to a person that struggles believing and seeing the verse John 14, 12 in their lives, that they will do greater things than Jesus? Struggling to believe that.
1: Yeah, I would say, I understand. (laughs) I I understand Uh, that that seems impossible, mm-hmm. which is why I phrased the sentence I did. I, I would say to this, do we have reason to believe that Jesus is a liar? Do we have reason to believe that Jesus ex- is exagger- exaggerating? No, I think, and my answer is, no, I don't think we have any reason but by his evidence in the life he lived to think that he said untrue things. I think he told us things that are hard for us to understand because we understand life according to our capabilities. And what he was desperately trying to get the disciples to understand was that their new life in him was not going to be based on their capabilities, but his indwelling. So I would say I understand Jesus is a truth teller, believe in his intercessory work on your behalf and believe in the sufficiency of Christ in you to be everything that you need for life and for godliness. That's
0: good. Anything else you want to say before
1: we... I'm out of time. Okay.
0: All right. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks for listening to this episode of the CFC Jacks podcast. Be sure to watch as we release new teachings weekly, along with additional content during the week. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit us at www.cfcjacks.com.
1: Thanks for listening.